All right, back on the Young Turks. Got a great guest for you guys. Joining me now, United States Representative Cedric Richmond from Louisiana's second district. Congressman Richmond, welcome to the Young Turks. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. So, recently there were hearings where you were talking to the FBI Director Chris Ray, and you asked him about a story that our investigative reporting team broke here at TYT. And it was about Iron Fist, which is a well, childishly named program at the FBI. But anyway, inside of it, they are still apparently tracking black identity extremists. How concerned are you about this? Is our, What is this thing that's black identity or what the FBI is calling black identity extremists? Is it real, not real? Well, in my opinion, the term itself is not real. But the fear and the thing that is real is that the FBI considered Black people who fought for a cause and based on their black identity as extremists without having to prove any propensity for violence or anything else. So we started back when it was first recognized in the first memo we found from the FBI. We met with Director Ray on the issue to tell them that we thought they were putting together a lot of things that don't go together in order to create this category. And so the best thing it reminded or the closest thing it reminded us of was COINTELPRO. And we were not going to allow a new generation of activists, a new generation of protesters to be subject to the same things that our civil rights activists were subject to. Yeah, it is a little haunting to see infiltration of potentially civil rights groups again in the year 2019 after all the horrors that happened in the civil rights era. So in terms of, well, let me put it this way. Is it political correctness on the part of the FBI to try to find so-called black identity extremists and equate them to right-wing white supremacist extremists, which are actually running rampant in the country according to the facts and crime statistics? No, it's not politically correct. Two, it does not make the country safer, it makes us more dangerous. Everyone knows that the rise of white supremacy and white nationalism is a growing threat to America. And so whatever we do to divert resources from a real and present danger and move it over to something that is not dangerous, you're just talking about activists who are fighting for a better America. Who does not like the interaction between police officers and young African Americans, especially when you see how they're treated, the disproportionate number that are killed in incidents with police that don't have weapons. So to to remove resources from a clear threat to society in terms of white supremacy and white nationalists that advocate and do violence, we think is very dangerous. It's not smart policing especially when all of the factors that were put together in the memo to create a black, quote unquote, black identity extremist were things that just didn't relate to each other. For example, they used the shooting of police officers in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in my district by a black man. What they didn't say is that that was sovereign citizen, which is the most dangerous group targeting police officers in the country. Had nothing to do with the shooters black identity. 
had to do with the fact that he was a part of sovereign citizens and they kill police officers all over uh, the country. And a couple of the police officers that were injured were African-American. So it just didn't make sense for them to use that as an example. And I think that that is why the Black Caucus was so alarmed because this report is off base. There's no such thing as a black identity extremist and they pose no threat of violence to the country. Yeah, Representative Richmond, it, I'm not sure if I, it's the exact same shooting, but if, if I remember correctly, uh, th that shooter um, was rejected by several, several African American groups. Uh, I, I know one of the shooters that shot at cops, uh, who was African American, was specifically rejected from uh, these groups that they're that they might be monitoring, saying, "No, we don't want you. There's something wrong with you." Uh, am I remembering that right? Both the both the Dallas shooter and the Baton Rouge shooter, both of which were African American, uh, I believe, went to where there were protests. They were not welcomed with open arms, and the they had a whole bunch of things in common besides their blackness. And the blackness was the least of the things that the two shooters had in common. So they're not tied to any of our groups, not to Black Lives Matter, not to any of our uh, conscious, proactive uh, African-American groups that fight for equality. So uh, I just thought that this was a reach by police officers. And here's the real fear. My fear is that when we have protests going on, with our young college students, with our young high school students, with our young people who may not be in college, but who are fighting for a better America for our children. What I don't want is the police, especially think of a town, let's take a fictitious town like Mayberry with Barney Fife as the uh, sheriff, mm -hmm. uh, the sheriff's deputy, thinking all of a sudden he has a real threat to harm because he has black protesters in his city. And so you can think of that clash between the protesters and law enforcement if law enforcement thinks that there's a real group of black identity extremists who may be doing harm, maybe plotting a terrorist type event. So I just think it was irresponsible and dangerous to young African-Americans who are fighting for justice and equality. So there's actually two different uh, issues there that I wanna address. One is um, uh, political and the other ones uh, just Flat out stereotypes. Let's start there because that, that's partly what you were mentioning there, uh, Representative. So, study after study shows that uh, the average American uh, sees uh, an average African American as more dangerous uh, than an average white person. Uh, they see them as larger. They see them uh, literally. They think that they're taller than they actually are. They think that African American kids are older than they actually are. And so, in a sense, we've all been brainwashed with this. Uh, these racist stereotypes in our heads, and boy, are they ironic. I mean, if somebody landed on, uh, on on Earth and said, "Wait, now the guys who did the slavery or the guys who had the slavery committed upon them, which one is supposed to be the violent ones?" Right? I mean, the the, the degree of racism in those stereotypes is unreal. But when law enforcement says, "Hey, watch out for people who are arguing on behalf of black rights." Is that part of what perpetuates that type of racism institutionally in this country? I think it creates a, a clear danger. I think the thing that per, perpetuates the stereotype, unfortunately, is when you have law enforcement and you have others, let's take Trayvon Martin's case, 
just because you're African-American, just because you stand up for your rights, we can't allow that in court to be a defense that they were reasonably in fear of their life. Because if that is the standard, people will be able to argue that they were reasonably in fear of their life with any interaction with an African-American. And so now you have the FBI buying into that. And I think at some point, the big danger is that people will just say, uh, I thought this was a black identity extremist and therefore I was scared. So the good news is that they've rolled that singular uh, classification out and rolled it under another one. But the fact that they won't retract it and say that it doesn't exist is something that we want to happen. So we're having a follow-up meeting with the FBI, with Director Ray, and we will again ask uh, him that they retract the whole classification, not lump it in with white identity extremists, but to make sure that we don't perpetuate the stereotype that African-Americans are dangerous, African-Americans are aggressive, and especially those who are fighting for equality and justice. Uh, we should give them awards. We shouldn't single them out for uh, either police uh, intervention or uh, the accusation that they have mischief or misconduct on the back of their minds. Right, and, and so that, that follow up is gonna be interesting because I actually have to think that it's a political correctness for them to even create this thing that doesn't exist, black identity extremists, partly to appease the right wing. That's what I mean by political correctness. Like, well, okay, I mean, on your side, you really do have white supremacists, and they rarely did commit every act of domestic terrorism that led in a death in 2018. They really are the majority of, of domestic terrorists in this country, according to the FBI's. Christopher Ray, and on another occasion, he testified to that. But we'll make you feel better by pretending there's black identity extremists and then equating the two. So, you know, that that's the political correctness I hope that the FBI is not doing. So I assume that's going to be part of the follow up that, that you guys are pursuing. We had that same concern. And how do you go find this group and create it when it never existed? There are no facts that bear it. Uh, but you have white supremacists, and I, I believe, especially under this administration, they needed a counter to the narrative. And so, even as we talk about domestic terrorism in this country, we still uh, we still will not give white supremacy, white nationalism, the credit that it deserves for all of the acts of violence and the murders that are being committed around the country, and the fear that they are uh, invoking in communities around the country. So as we try to continue to raise those issues on Homeland Security and others, uh, this was part of an FBI response. And I think that to some extent, you're absolutely right, that it was we needed a counter for white supremacy so we can say black identity extremists and we're being fair and even on both sides. But in reality, what you're doing is creating something that I think could be equivalent to the COINTELPRO uh, that went on during the civil rights movement, and uh, no small part about it, to invoke fear in our uh, protesters and try to persuade them to uh, silence their voice. And that's just as dangerous as anything else. Right, uh, okay, uh, I want everybody to know the article that we've been referring to is leaked FBI documents reveal bureaus priorities under Trump. Uh, that was by our senior investigative reporter, Ken Klippenstein. We'll have a link to it uh, down below if you're watching later on YouTube or Facebook. 
and I want to thank Congressman Cedric Richmond for joining us. A really interesting conversation. I mainly want to thank you for following up and making sure that we've got real justice and it's great to have representatives like you pressing the FBI to do that. So thank you, Congressman, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And look, your voice is an important voice. If you all don't leak the document, we may or may not have seen that document. So everybody has a role to play. I want to congratulate you for the role that you play. And we'll continue to do our job. And when you find things like that, make sure that we're alerted because we do have the resources to follow up on it. All right, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it.